What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. Doing happy Thursday night and welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo Roundtable, where Hannibal and I have some guests, and uh, we're maybe waiting on one more guest, but that we're holding down the fort. It's normally other people holding down the fort for Hannibal. So it's kind of <laughs> kind of funny that we're the two holding down the fort today. Kim's gone, Gary's gone till end of September, um, and John is streak, gone this, this week. The streak is over for Kim, huh? How many? How many? Kim, uh... just, Kim did that streak and then just, just destroyed it. Like three, <laughs> three out of four weeks gone, wow. but she's back but, next week. Yeah, so, yeah always been a, but our our guests. Uh, tonight, if you don't know them, DJ and Britt, uh, we had the pleasure of getting to know them over the um, GigCon and over the that whole weekend. Um, really great people. And they, they do what we've had a couple people on here who do. Like, they dash around the country. They, um, you know, uh, my friend Jason up in Idaho, we've had a couple others. And we've known about some other channels, too, that do this. But these guys are doing it too, and they actually happen to be here in Denver right now. Um, so DJ and Britt, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Um, so how how is uh, how's life in Denver road working right now? Um, <clears throat> downtown is uh, full of potholes, and uh, <laughs> everything else is. Uh, Trying to not have as many potholes. There's lots of construction here, so it makes it a little difficult. Yeah. Well, you're down in Parker. I mean, if you, I mean, Tony works that area too. Like, I mean, I guess Tony and I know our roads, so like, even if we see navigations, we know well that one's really right. bad. Or, but like you said, a lot of them are. But you can stay in areas like Parker. It seems like in you know certain areas that are suburb of of Denver and and stay out of the mess a bit yeah we're we we usually stay in a centennial area yeah. parker area right. and uh Tree, yeah. come up it you know in the slow time we'll hit cherry creek for the dinner rush yeah it does pretty good yeah, yeah. um yeah have you guys talked to tony too because tony's always working from your location driven down yeah um i've reached out to him a few times asked him you know What's the best barbecue? And y'all got any, you know, spud shops here or whatever, whatever it might be. Um, as far as, you know, what a local person might know a little bit better than, than we do. Uh, I think we I'm have, gonna have to, I think I'm going to end up having to cook these guys some potatoes because they're so <laughs> into this spud thing that I feel like they're not going to find it here. Yeah. There's even... not very many potatoes here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's well. I, mean, I guess we're close to Idaho. I've just I've never really seen that be a thing. Usually, it's like at the you know at a steak dinner or something. Well, no, we're talking where you. Yeah, yeah. You bake the potato. You take it all out and you put it back in, and you bake it again. There's yeah, a lot d- of places that double bake and fun. stuff, yeah. and you can put yeah. stuff in it. And yeah, broccoli and cheese and meat or whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> Um, yeah, that might have to be me doing it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, you guys, this weekend, before I even get into anything and say hi to the chat, this weekend is a holiday weekend. And I was just looking at this. This isn't even a story. I just before I closed this tab, I wanted to mention it that um, m- make sure that if you're traveling around to check out Uber and Lyft, most of them have uh, free rides if not very much discounted rides, especially after the midnight hour uh, from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. So don't spend money on rideshare. 
there's usually a coupon code that pays for an entire ride home. And that's not a promotion for any of the companies. It's just, I'm trying to save some people some money if you go drinking. That's all. Um, Steve, can I jump <laughs> in with another like public service announcement? Yes, go quick. ahead. So um, Dash and Trader had a really good video last night um, talking about sanitary conditions with um, a certain DoorDash driver. Please wash your hands frequently when you are out there on the road delivering food to people. The person that uh, Dash and Trader was talking about had black gunk in their fingernails as they were, because they were doing a ride along, showing their phone with nasty black whatever in their fingernails. And this person was delivering food to people, picking up food in restaurants and delivering it to them. Please, guys, wash your hands. Um, if I ever got anything from someone, especially as food, and they handed to me and I saw their fingernails, I would not eat any of the food that's there, and I would report them. Um, it's unsanitary. It's disgusting. Please wash your hands. I think that's <laughs> it's not that and hard. Most, to and do. most likely, you wouldn't even know. Right. I mean, almost guaranteed you wouldn't know if your driver hasn't been or whatever. Well, so it's well, a good that... point, especially coming yeah. up on cold season and stuff. We all know that that's, I mean, my kid's back in school now started senior year goes to a school isn't, with 4,000 kids. I mean, it's right. He's, um, you know, there's sickness floating all the time. So it's, yes, is no excuse. You, there's many means you got the hand sanitizer. You have obviously going into restaurants, there's bathrooms. You should not have filthy hands while you're handling food to people. It's, it's, it's disgusting. So please take care of yourself. Wash your hands, please. I agree. And keep, or keep sanitizer too in your car. I mean, I, I just guess I always do. So I assume most people do, but you know, cause we always can't get into a bathroom or whatever, but hand sanitizer in between or whatever too. But absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, let's say hi to chat here real quick and then we'll move into some topics here a little bit. Um, what's up, Rick? How are you? Uh, what's up, Tommy? What's up, Gigan? Hey, traveler. Uh, what's up, Gigwise? How are you? Uh, Chris Taylor. Hi, Holly. Hi, Cody. Hi, Micro. How are you? Um, and who did I miss here? I saw, oh, and Mac. What's up, Mac? So, uh, I, I, Mac, when you sent me that text today, I thought you were talking about, uh, and yep, what's up, yep. I thought you were talking about you got back on, or you got your DoorDash fixed, but is your DoorDash already fixed? Because I know you were talking about curry now. Glad that happened. But Mac is up in... Uh, um, portland so i was i'm just curious because mac went through some stuff and we talked to him on the parachannel about it because him and nova went through it at the same time the same crap about that doordash deactivation stuff um hey ryan what's up what's up jonathan what's up chip smith how are you uh so the first thing I, okay you guys I, I know that we'll get into some doordash and uber eats and some some of the ai talk here but the first thing i want to talk about just because anybody can weigh in on this but I think this is super odd. I want to know what you guys think because, okay, Minneapolis did their their push to have Uber and Lyft drivers be regulated, have them making a certain amount per minute, per mile. The governor or the, the Senate in the House on the state level passed it, kicked it to the governor, and he vetoed his first bill ever in his political history. He normally leans heavy to the left and would have sided with this in a heartbeat. Obviously, there's some uh, there's some question about where his donations come from and is our DoorDash and Uber and these companies on that list in the top ones. But after it didn't pass, and again, they were using the, the Seattle numbers. And if you're not familiar, the Twin Cities is, is the most expensive place to live in Minnesota, but it's about a third of the cost of living in Seattle. So to use those same numbers, I'm not, I, I guess the governor ended up saying he needed a task force to look into this. So the city council then took it up last week and tried to kick it through and they passed it and they gave it to the mayor and said, can we at least pass it on the Minneapolis side, not on the St. Paul side of the twin cities. And again, leaving this guy in the worst position because this mayor's, I mean, Everybody, I've seen everybody saying, you know, the mayor's he's in somebody's pocket. He very well might be. I'm not saying he's not. But what I am saying is that how was the how was the mayor going to do that anyway? Because after the state 
Senate and House. I know that they pushed it through. But after the governor said, listen, we need to have a task force. And then his response was the same. We need to have a task force. Well, okay, you, you need to have a task force. I, that seems to be like the next logical step. It wasn't ever done. Um, and it was kind of a very big mess to put this together. But here's the, the weirdest part of this story is that the guy who wrote this, who sits on, uh, who who is a lawmaker on the Senate side, he wrote this bill. He wants to he wants to see it kicked through even in January when they have found all their findings. They made this a very balanced group of people that would be looking into this um, union, non-union, this, that, the other. And he was put in charge of the task force. As soon as the mayor kicked it down, he quit the task force. The guy who wrote the bill. I don't know how you guys feel, but to me, that seems like, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's on board with his own bill. But the, the problem is I, I noticed, and I've, I saw um, another content creator, I think, I think the right share professor talking about, um, about how powerful these gig companies are and how they play chicken with everybody. And it seemed like it's effective. It seemed like it works here in this country compared to, you know, other countries where they'll just kick them out. And they don't have that level of control. And it I feel like it, it takes one politician, mayor, governor, someone that will say, no, we're going to do this. And you, you, you say you're going to leave and leave. And then for Uber and Lyft and these companies to, you know, realize, hey, I guess this didn't work and we're going to stay because the money is too good here. Like we need something like that to happen. But before that, I think a lot of these politicians do not want to be the one that gets <clears throat> Uber and Lyft out of their uh place because you know like we said i think last week public transportation is not good it's terrible so i think they think they need them then obviously the economy of the drivers they they, they use this most of the full uh most of them are probably full-time or maybe if they're not they need this as income for so they don't want to be the bad guy in this one to say no we're gonna do this and if you want to leave leave and if that doesn't happen yet then Uber and Lyft can continue to do the whole chicken thing. Like, well, if you say you don't do this, then we're going to get out. We're going to leave. So I don't know. I don't see anything changing until somebody. Well, what would, what would be the alternative? Well, the alternative would have been that what they were trying to. I mean, obviously, what they were trying to do first was make it statewide. But then they were like at the city level, you know, to put like Hannibal was saying, somebody's going to have to be the first to pull this trigger and see if they'll actually leave like. I'm looking at the article that I'm looking at today is in Fast Company. Okay, um, yeah, and same, it's, same, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so and it's and it, it you know it's basically saying that okay, look, the governor kicked it down. What do you expect the mayor to do? I mean, the governor's decision to have a task force is pretty actually might be necessary because to be honest, if you look at the initial part of this bill, it I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but sometimes when you push a bill through you connect it to another bill. And when you do that, both of them have to pass for the one bill to pass. So if you have a bill that's like, hey, do you want electricity this winter? You got to vote this way on it. Then they attach something else to it. I hate that. I don't think that should exist in politics. I think it's disgusting. And that's kind of what they did with this initial one is they attached it to a bill that everybody was going to vote yes on both sides. And then all of a sudden people are like, well, wait, I don't want that thing attached to it. So it seems like from the get-go, and I'm just talking about this situation. I'm not somebody who's like looking for union leadership in the gig space anyway. I don't think it belongs. There are places, uh, teachers, fire, police, things like of that nature that need reformed unions potentially. Um, and in fact, next Thursday, we're going to be having a discussion on here with Kim Cabot, Karen Anderson, and Mike Karubi who are all heavy hitters in this game. And we're going to be talking about um, independent contractorship and what's coming up even to the gig economy. So we're building all that back into, into play here. But I mean, if the governor had kicked this through and he had said, okay, everybody gets this amount. I honestly believe Lyft will leave. Lyft doesn't even have $1 billion anymore. They have less than a billion dollars in cash on hand. And Lyft was a, you know, $50 billion company that's whittled its way down to less than one. Um, and I know they've got new people in control and whatnot, but I guess 
the alternative is is you're going to have you know you, some of these drivers will strike and whatnot but to to pay like i mean i gotta say okay look we did we do the math last week because i'll just do it real quick again because if it makes sense to anybody please tell me but i obviously would love to be paid the most that i can for my time all the time but yeah yeah <laughs> but a dollar 50 a mile and 50 cents a minute okay so if i'm taking a 60 mile okay so if i'm taking a 60 mile trip to the airport right i'm gonna get paid uh what so i'm gonna get paid 90 dollars for the mileage and i'm for the 60 minutes of my time or for the 60 miles then i'm gonna get paid 30 or, or i'm gonna get paid uh for every two minutes, I'm going to get paid a dollar for waiting for the time. So, you know, 50, 50 cents a minute. So I'm going to get paid $30 for this, for the hour of my time. I'm going to get paid 90 for the miles. Now, guys, I drove black car service for years for a limo company. And I got to say, like, on my best days, $120 an hour. That's doctor pay, guys. I, I don't know why. I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I just don't. I don't see that why that's teachers, realistic. Teachers don't make that much money. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, of course, yeah. like I'm not up here saying like, Hey, I side with the gig companies and I think this is how it should be like, but I also think, look, let's be, let's be like realistic here. I mean, this is not $120 an hour worth of work and you're, it's going to be hard to find passengers who are going to pay that and pay more than that. Double, triple that. I mean, I don't know. I just, Maybe the answer, and I, I'm not, I'm not siding with the politicians, but maybe the answer is this task force. And why did the person who wrote the bill leave? I don't know. I, uh, but the, I guess what you're saying that every state needs to decide this. But then who decides what? What's the number? Are you like you said? Everyone wants to get paid as much money as possible for the time they work. Um, will there ever be a number that everyone will be satisfied with? You know, right? Even New York City, they said you know, seventeen but eighteen dollars for food delivery. I don't think anyone is happy with that. It's food, you know, obviously no. DoorDash doesn't want to do it, and the people who are out there delivering food are saying eighteen dollars an hour is not enough. Uh, so, like, are you ever going to make anyone happy when a politician decides that this is a number and this is how much you're going to get paid? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if uh, yeah, if anybody has anything to say on that. I mean, like, honestly, if if. I would like to see anybody who can back the comment or if DJ and Britt can, I don't think anybody can, but just curious. I'd like to see if anybody can back the comment. I think that is what they should be paid. <laughs> I mean, again, like maybe, maybe when you're taking some local, just short trips, maybe it works out a little bit, but I'm just putting a, an airport trip up as an example, because there's, look, I'm not going to pay $300, which is at bare minimum. If they're paying a driver 120, they're going to charge 300. I'm not going to pay $300 each way to the airport to go there and to come back home when I get back home, because that's twice as much as my flight. You could rent a car for cheaper than that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I'm saying if you live there and you're going from your house to the airport, you know, that's what a lot of people do is they do, they actually do that. And it's like, well, that, that'll, now you're paying twice as much for the ride portion as you are the, the air. And I don't know. You know, um, and Ryan, I see Ryan talking about the bid system. And if, if you were watching Rideshare Guy or if you've seen Sergio and Chris talking about it, there is a what is it inline or whatever, the new rideshare out of Miami that yep. is doing that kind of somewhat of a bid system. It's pretty cool. Look into that. But yeah, um, moving on to some uh, DoorDash here and some Uber Eats. Why is every article talking about this amazing AI bot that's going to take customer orders? what does this do <laughs> i mean i was reading these i mean it's in every it's in everything right now you can if you just google yeah. doordash news or okay. uber eats news you're going to find this is five of the 10 articles that come up on the first page and it's i i keep reading these articles and i'm like what what is this like the the, the biggest thing that i could find was that Twenty percent of customers prefer to order their food uh, via phone. Up to fifty percent of customer calls are unanswered, which just reminded me of that movie, um, uh, Anchorman. You know, when it's like 
60% of the time. It works 100% of the time. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I just can't get over this. I'm like, what? But I, I, I think, I, I mean, I believe it's true. I think that you sometimes calling a, a restaurant directly, you don't get, you're not getting a response. I'm assuming everyone's busy. The phone's ringing, but they got, they got, they probably on, you know, they don't have enough people. So everyone's scrambling. That phone is ringing. Even if you're asking for like, hey, what's the time? You know, what time you guys close? <laughs> Even like, are you guys open? And like, the phone just rings and rings and rings. So yeah, I do. I I do believe fifty percent of calls are going going unanswered. I do believe that. I, I do too. I guess I'm just one like because a, a lot of this isn't just that either. Like it's it's saying that you can come. I mean, like I'm now I'm going back to the Uber Eats one. I'm flipping between articles here because there's so many on them, but. I'm, I'm having trouble in each article there's like maybe a little tidbit of what it might do but on the uber eats side they're saying that it can like this is from TechCrunch that it can take into account uh your your budget your food preferences how to help you place an order in the app are we that stupid can you not open the app and just go i want some food and i'm gonna order it so it, what they're, they're doing with, remember with the Instacart, <laughs> they was like, okay, we're going to put chat, chat, uh, GPT in there. Just so if someone is on a, on a keto diet or some kind of special diet, you type it in, they'll suggest things and you order. So I'm, I'm assuming they're just going to put that in there for people who are looking to do that. I think most are probably have no interest and they want, they want, the, they know what they want to eat and it's usually not that good for them. So yeah. I could see it helpful, but. Um, they think that they just can continue or people can, I guess they can or get more orders in because if people are calling the restaurants and not getting through, that is supposed to help facilitate that process. Um, but it, it's, it's okay. It, it's, it's no game changer in my opinion. Do well, you, I think, do you I guys? think, um, I think it'd be, uh, better money spent if they learn how to, uh, create support via AI. That's what we need. Yeah, it is talking about there is a level of that too, but it's it one of the references is talking about Instacart. It's saying that Instacart launched months two months ago, uh, mm -hmm. launched an AI search tool which was done through Chat GPT called Ask Instacart. And again, you know, being being very familiar with Instacart, but also the and I see Ryan in here too. Ryan is from Austin, and he is one of the few people that I know that does crush it on Instacart. He makes very good money. It happens. It's, it's, yeah. it He's always there. seems to be around when I talk about Instacart, so I won't Instacart <laughs> bash. I'm just going to say it just doesn't work for me in my market. But with dumpling and things like that, why can't you just, I mean, like if you're taking the time to go through and select your groceries, shouldn't it just have a default suggestion for when something isn't there if you don't have one yourself? Like if I right. want Velasic pickles, okay? But they don't have Velasic, and I put in a backup. That's great. But if I don't, yeah. shouldn't there just be a backup? And then an option of be. I do want backups or I don't. It should be. I mean, it, that that makes sense. And I think the AI stuff works better for grocery because, say, for instance, you want to make something, you don't, but you don't have all the recipes. You don't even know the recipe. It'll by saying, "Hey, I want to make a casserole or whatever," they'll have the recipe. They'll throw out the recipe and then the products that you need. That makes sense. I think for the food delivery, again, I don't know. Like, I, I agree with, with DJ about let's get the support strengthened for yeah. the things that go wrong and the things that we need uh, fixed. But I think for grocery delivery, it kind of makes sense. Like, if you don't mean not know how to cook something, it, it helps you out with that. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're all going to see here very soon. And Ryan, I'm glad you're here because I saw that. Hey, what's up, Cray Cray? Thank you for that super chat. Um, I, I did see that. Uh, I. I I did see, you know, we know Instacart's going to IPO here, like right now, basically. They've already filed. They're going to insta they're going to IPO on the Nasdaq. Are we going to um, bet uh, what's the price going to be? You got any idea? Well, we know that it went okay, so in 20 what in 21 months they went from a 39 billion dollar valuation to under 10 and we know that they're between 5 and 8. Yeah. On the Nasdaq between 5 and 8 it might be kind of realistic. Um <laughs> And yeah, see Ryan's Ryan's saying it here too. So they're gonna be do see this is what Uber and Lyft did too. They gave people bonuses when they went public. So if they do the thing where they say, Hey, do you want the cash bonus or do you want the stock take the cash? And I'm not I'm not giving you <laughs> financial advice, that. I'm just giving you personal advice. That sounds like mine. <laughs> 
I'm just saying that's, um, I mean, when Uber and Lyft went public, I had those options and I took the cash on both. Take, yeah. And then like put in an index fund. Okay. No, no. If it was me, I would, yeah, I would take it invested somewhere else. I wouldn't because because if you do if you don't you can also get tied up with like a hold on that stock so you have to hold it for a certain amount of time, right? You know you can't just get it trade it out no that minute when it goes live and, um, but yeah I mean I don't know I just think this AI thing is getting pretty crazy and when I see this now I'm like going I thought this was more for what DJ said I thought this was more to help customers, not to help, you know not to help the. Uh, you know, people to go like, I, I don't, I don't want to open the app and them to be determining my level of where I'm at financially. And, Oh, this is what you'll be selecting from tonight. I don't want to see that thrown at me. Maybe I'm looking to go out of my, my range tonight. Maybe I'm looking to have a nicer dinner. I don't want them starting to get to know me too well. <laughs> that's I, I guess that's the way I think of it. Um, and uh and then over in miami now and i and this one dj dj and Britt, i want i want you guys to tell me what you think about this because there is an ordinance going into place or is it actually a law now it's gonna be a law um that is people are complaining about it's gonna it's gonna break privacy laws but what it is is it allows and i want you guys to maybe tell me why you think this would be so important I have some reasons, but you guys do more DoorDash than I do. Um, you're going to, the, the restaurant and the customers are going to have to have each other's information from the get-go. Upon the order hitting the restaurant, they're going to have the, the address and information of the client. It's not just going to be a DoorDashers coming to get it. Who cares? It's going to, they're going to know where it's going. And the privacy thing comes in because it's saying that, now they can add you to all these calling lists and this, that, and the other. And it's becoming a big thing. And to me, initially, I was like, well, what's wrong with this? This is a part of transparency. This is what we need. I don't know. I mean, what do, what do you guys think? Why would they, why would they, is this a big deal? Is it a big deal that the cost, that the, and and maybe why? Why, why would it be important for the restaurant to know because I, I believe tr more transparency the better everything will operate but why would it be important for the customer and the restaurant to know it, is that do you think that's them saying like well you're, you might have to contact the customer well i mean if they're out of something and they need to replace it they can just call them instead of waiting until we get there and saying well you need to call the customer because then it takes more time so they could just call them themselves do you so, think? But do you think most most restaurants will be into that? Probably not. But I mean, they they it it needs to be what they do. Like it needs to be their job. I know. If, yeah. yeah, if they can figure out a way to to make everything as efficient as possible, so we're not wasting the customers' time, you're not wasting the drivers' time, you're not wasting the you know obviously the restaurants' time. If you can figure out a way, but everyone has to step it up a little bit. But a lot of small businesses, those restaurants they're hanging on by a thread, right? They don't have time to say what they don't have and they, they should, but they're, they're, they're busting their butt. They're trying to get the orders out and certain things eventually, you know, there's no, there's no longer there and they're not updating the system fast enough. I mean, some restaurants can't even update their hours. I tried to go out <laughs> last night. Uh, we were going to go to this restaurant. The restaurant's closed for several days. But the problem is when you go on Yelp or you go on Google, whatever, it's open. It's like, it would be nice for someone to say, hey, this place is going to be closed for a few days. Like stuff that we don't, yeah. I'm sure they're not thinking about it, but it's important, right? I don't know. It, but I think everyone should do a little bit more of putting that information in, making it an easier process for everybody. So why is it happening in Miami? What, what, what is it that they see the benefit for the, for the merge, for the bridge? Well, so the, you know, it's basically the, here's the title of the, um, of the article is Miami Dade sets table for food delivery app regulations amid privacy concerns. So it's also getting into some other things that are coming down the road, which again, we'll be talking about next Thursday on here um, with that, with that whole roundup, not on the round table that night, but that in the Thursday afternoon, we're going to be doing that. And uh, there's a lot of like, you know, DeSantis is putting in a lot of uh, stuff into this too. And 
it starts to go a little deeper too into like into transparency and i feel like it's a stepping stone maybe to enough is enough with it it doesn't straight up say it but i'm starting to wonder are some of these places like my uh, miami or whatever getting so sick of having 10,000 DoorDashers working when 500 are needed and just running around unassigning, never knowing if there's a responsibility level of any kind, who's going to pick this up? Is somebody going to pick this up? Are we throwing this in the trash? And even if you have a deal worked out where most of it's paid for by DoorDash, even if it goes in the trash and doesn't get picked, I don't know. Like I've run a restaurant in a bar. I would hate to deal with these companies. I would hate it. Yeah. Well, you may have to, right? I mean, I think a lot of them believe they need these companies to thrive, to thrive, or even to survive. Like, if you had a restaurant, would you? I know you wouldn't use them at all, but there's some people out there that, are like, you know, it helped a few years ago. A lot of my customers order. I'm sure they're seeing yeah. the same orders every day. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I, I do agree with you saying, like, you know, it'd be nice to have as much transparency as possible for everyone involved but also everyone needs to step up a little bit in terms of and how to make this work but i'd be interested like if it was ever a time where you knew how many door dashers were in your area like as a driver like you look at your phone and be like wow there's like a lot over here maybe maybe i shouldn't go over there but they'll never do that because that's just too much i guess right i mean DoorDash would never allow that but it'd be nice to know like it's all 500 drivers are over here I'll, maybe i'll go to a different location save myself well something that's nice about denver is they have these uh, multi kitchens where um, you have five, six, seven different restaurants sitting in one one warehouse, off in some commercial zone, not even in uh, uh, the the main uh, vein of the city. Yeah, you don't have to deal with the restaurant. Yeah, though you're talking about like the ghost kitchens. Uh. So Chili's has a ghost kitchen. Right. And it's like Dennis has a ghost and kitchen. And PF Chang's has a, what I call, a, you know, it, it, it's different. I mean, it's, I it's guess in a they, kitchen. I guess they are like ghost kitchens, but they're like six or seven different ones in one warehouse. Right. And you don't have to deal with the restaurant. So yeah. you don't have to deal with anybody. You just go in, you scan your phone and it tells you which locker it's in and the locker opens. Oh, like the Amazon at the 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's going to be the future of a lot of this stuff where I know like Walmart is getting their robotics together where they could just be picking up products and putting it in one place where where you don't have to pick the products anymore. It seems like that's where it's going, right, Steve? Where mm -hmm. you may just show up and they're going to have that food ready and you have no idea. You have not seen a human. <laughs> You've not seen a person handing you the yeah. bag anymore, right? You're going to be, yeah. it's going to be very... Uh, interesting to say to say the least i mean part part of the if you remember a couple of weeks back we were talking about uber eats picking off some of these ghost kitchens though like the yeah um and some of that does need to happen like uh what is what is it uh chuck e cheese has a they run like this bogus pizza name and they're yeah yet, yet they're the worst pizza in the world right <laughs> but, you know but they run it under what I, does anybody know the name no, uh, it starts with a P or something. And it anyway, when that when you see those orders, it's from you're going to be picking up from Chuck E. Cheese. It's Chuck E. Cheese pizza. It's not it's anything different. And the same thing happens at Denny's. Like our, you know, the Denny's right by me even has like three kitchens that go out of there. Like right. one's for a grilled cheese company, but it's still the same grilled cheese that is made at Denny's. Well, what if somebody's like, you know, I really want a grilled cheese, but I just don't want a Denny's one. Here, I'll get this. Yeah, you're, you're getting a Denny's grilled cheese. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I I'm kind of. I thought that was a very cool move of Uber. I would like to. Uh, oh, thank you, Dad. Uh, Dad Dash, appreciate that. There you go. I See, that's, that's a very one, fancy way of saying Chuck E. Cheese. I think the best one that I've actually seen was um, Italian food coming out of Chili's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, I guess this is all my point. Like if it's to me, I, in, in the pandemic, when Travis Kalanick left Uber pre pandemic, he went over to Europe and started ghost kitchens before the pandemic even hit. And then they kind of blew up and I thought they were going to do a lot more 
than they did. I thought I was under the impression ghost kitchens were going to be like you were saying, like more commercial space areas that were broken to like um, two or three separate kitchens mm-hmm. and then expedited the food out properly, but all had their own kitchens. I didn't know. I didn't know it was just going to be like, Hey, let's have four restaurants in this kitchen. I mean, to me, that's not really the, that's not really a, a fair assessment for the consumer because uh, I don't know. It's too much trickery. I, I'd be pissed if I ordered Chuck E. Cheese pizza. I'd so what's your so what's your take on the uh, the customer uh, restaurant relationship with that data with that data that's being collected between you know primarily for the restaurant in Miami. I think it's a good thing because like, like Britt said, I think that, you know, I'm kind of on that page that like, look, I mean, if, what if, what if it's Friday night and you're just, I've worked in restaurants, I've worked in kitchens, I've worked in bars and you're just banging it out and it's, and it's slammed and you're out of a few things and all these DoorDash tickets start coming in for one of your most popular items, but you're already out of it. You don't have a delivery coming until Monday you know damn well is the restaurant you're not going to get through to doordash you're not going to get them to contact the customer and get it sorted out it's just somehow going to be a jumbled mess and people aren't going to get what they want they're not going to be happy and they're just going to be accepting of that and i think with the fact that look you we all spend a lot of money just to go out to dinner if to have it brought to you is another adding cost you should get what you want this shouldn't be like hey man a bag of foods come and just deal that should not be how this works. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know, maybe it will allow people to, the restaurants to contact the the customer. I don't know how it will speed up an order or help the process of a DoorDasher coming in and them going, oh, that's going to be like 30 minutes and them unassigning it. Because I, I don't think that's a good way of doing things either. You know, I, I believe that if you get there and it's not ready and you're and it's working on some kind of time that you should get paid a good amount of money per minute that you're waiting for that order to make you sit there. And even if you're not doing hourly, I'm just right. saying, like, you should be paid to be sitting there so that you don't unassign. That's my take. I think if you get to a restaurant and it's and you've done it all in time, you're not showing up too early or you, you're there on time and it's not ready. I think you should be paid 50, 75 cents a minute by these companies. They're all losing money just trying to get to be the biggest. So why not just lose a little more? And part a little of bit? the problem is, is sometimes we don't know when to wait because you get a number like eight plus and it can go up 50 cents. It can go up $20. And so a lot of it is as I don't even, you know, you don't know if it's worth waiting or not. You're, taking a chance so a lot of people just don't feel like taking that chance yeah yeah i mean again i'll I'll always go back to transparency it's what i've done since the beginning if they've just showed everything up front no problem because then people would only take the orders they want and those that say well but only people would people would only take the best orders that's not true we all know this there are people that will take anything it will all get delivered eventually <laughs> I, I, mean, I even have a theory that if you are completely transparent it'll get delivered much quicker yeah because i do believe on a signs I, I think all those things really hurt you know i see cray cray talking about i hate popeyes we know people hate wendy's i mean there's certain <laughs> restaurants that you just want gone like you don't even want to deal with them well um, you know that being all over the country there there are certain restaurants that we've blacklisted all over and Popeyes is one of them. Yeah. They're the same like no matter where you everywhere. go. No matter where you go. I've tried them multiple cities oh. and it's the same everywhere. Surprisingly Which enough, it's a chicken chain. And nine times out of ten, they're out of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> where is uh Popeyes originated from? Louisiana, right? Louisiana. Is it good there? Like, is there any fast and efficient? I was, you know, at the source. Have you guys no. ever been there? And, no? No. You mean, like, no. is there a first shot? No. That's like no. Popeyes, and I'm not trying to categorize this, but Popeyes is going to be loaded out with some bulletproof glass, 
and oh, yeah. you're taking a risk just in showing Louisiana. up and yeah. getting some chicken. In Louisiana, it's um, right, you, have right, to, right? you have to be special to dash there. <laughs> so how many cities have you guys been to where you haven't even tried Popeye's in that city because you hate it so much? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So you went to enough cities where you're like, this sucks everywhere that now yeah. in Denver, have you even done one Popeye's? No. Yeah. And I've only gotten a few, like two since I've been here. I don't get many, but I know. Yeah, but we stay down in Cherry Creek, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there's still a few pop. I mean, there's one near me. There's there's a few around this town. Yeah, but no, I haven't accepted any of them, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, we've got some episodes going back that get into some nastiness about Popeyes to begin with. Uh, <laughs> well, see what happens is you get out, you get out there, and it, it really, it kind of just jacks with your numbers because you can't complete the order, and it just doesn't help anybody because it goes against you. Period. Mm-hmm. No yeah. matter what. Yeah. So. To control your numbers, you just don't go to Popeyes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, here's here's Soda. But Soda has positive. Of course, he's got a different Popeyes. take on it. Of course, of course, but Soda has a Popeyes <laughs> is good. <laughs> My Popeyes are good, and what and what it's a weight. Uh, what is that? Though. Uh, so give, it, give it basically... me an honest answer. I just come back after shop and and deliver. Uh, other orders and continues. Stack, 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 stack. Yeah. Well, yeah, well Bud is the stack god, so he knows how to handle yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> right, but I'm still saying, like, Bud Soda is Popeye's good, or is Popeye's just while you're stacking other things, you can go make money when it is ready? Because I, I don't know. I, I really that is a that is across the board one. Wendy's usually <laughs> well, is too, but. That's across the board one. Most McDonald's, hate McDonald's. I hate, I hate McDonald's. I have really bad experiences, right? But like him, she says, I love Kim, McDonald's. Kim will do McDonald's right? all day. Because she has a great restaurant, probably is because franchises. Some franchises are run better than others. So, you know, so pop McDonald's, I've heard some, you know, 50-50, not 50-50. Mostly, most people hate it. Some people like it. Popeyes, I've heard no one, everyone said it, except Bud Soda, that they enjoyed it. Wendy's, another close one. Super slow. It's not worth going. Um, White Castle, I know you guys are, are around there. Um, I like Taco Bell, but that's times of you, you kind of, you know, you're waiting for a while too. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's, I don't know. I wouldn't go to, you know, I, my, my son, my son was telling me he's, he's never been to a KFC. And he was like, he's like, I'd go to Popeyes over KFC in a minute. I'm like, you've never been to a KFC. And he was, he said, he got goes, it right Popeyes though. isn't bad. I'm like, Popeyes sucks, bro. Like, why are you eating there? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, the food's horrible. I've showed him the roach videos. Oh. You know, I mean, come on, man. I mean, um, what else do you got to see? <laughs> like, I mean, and that roach video, by the way, like, if you that guys That was in remember, Detroit, bro, right? Yeah, but twice in Detroit, one year apart from each other, and they were both at the same damn location. Oh. How's that location even still there, guys? I mean, and that's yeah. just gross. The Instacart or the DoorDasher, I don't even remember that story exact, but the DoorDasher was like, took the food to the person, but then told them don't eat it because they saw the roaches crawling out of the bag. But they didn't want to unassign it or get blasted. So they actually took it, gave it to the person and said, I wouldn't eat this. There's cockroaches all over it and showed them video they had shot in the restaurant. i was like what the hell dude what what kind of business is this that that you can't even call the company and say there's cockroaches here i'm not going to deliver this food and i don't want to be penalized for it right crazy i mean you should not be i mean that that's putting somebody else's health and safety in your hands and we damn well know a lot of people wouldn't even care they'd just deliver it yeah so, I mean, again, to the good delivery people out there, thank you. Appreciate that because we know a lot of people would just not. And again, it's under that fear of threat. Like I'll get in trouble. I'll get an unassigned. I'll get, I could get deactivated. Um, you know, like could, you could get deactivated for calling whistleblowing on a Popeye's that has cockroaches. That's so ridiculous to me. You know, it's, I mean, you're just, you're looking out for the well-being of people. 
I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, and then we have the daily uh, dot daily or the weekly daily dot story. Um, the DoorDasher that took the tipless. And, and you guys, this bothered me a lot. This guy takes this tipless little Caesars order. And uh, the order, he's he goes on this rant for like three minutes on TikTok. Again, anything on the daily dot, it came from TikTok almost always. Um, but so the the handle on on TikTok is Austin Side Hustle, and he took all these pizzas. the The order was over two hundred and fifty bucks, and he said, "There's no way there's not going to be a tip." Well, there was no tip put in there. There was no tip handed to him. He would. The person said that they needed him to call and to hand it, hand them the pizzas. He called and the number wasn't right. Um, you know, sometimes we've got to question these stories, but you know, in some of these, I I, I happen to just believe the majority of them because what, what I used to think was outrageous really yeah. is pretty much well, just a daily occurrence <laughs> these days. Yeah. Um. But I mean, like he gets nothing and then he's all pissed. And I guess it goes to all the, you know, like you see Pedro in the chat, uh, you know, um, you know, it goes to the no tip, no trip. I mean, don't take it, dude. Don't take it. It's, you a, know, it's, and, a, it's a little Caesars. Yeah, like yeah. Right, it's little Caesars. It's not another restaurant like a higher assuming that they're trying to be cheap. <laughs> That's why they buy it. I mean, little who who eats little Caesars pizza? You well, buy for, you buy for little kids. Because they don't yeah, know but any look, they, I mean, people are eating people are eating uh, um, Chuck E. Cheese and don't even know it because it's called Pisquelli's I'd rather have Chuck E. Cheese pizza than <laughs> yeah, Little Caesar's like... So if we have like ranking system, I'll give me give me a little give me a Chuck E. Cheese pizza. I'll eat that. I'll have that before uh, Little Caesars. There's a person here in the chat, Charlie, who has a, a request for Britt. Britt, talk about the one order you had at the apartment where the number and apartment number were both wrong. But sure, that ring a bell with you? <laughs> so many orders. If I just try to remember, right? I mean, I this just... person remembers. I don't know. Like, <laughs> if he's saying it to you, Brett, you might know. But um, I don't know because there's been so many that the apartment number and then I honestly don't remember which one she's talking about. But if the apartment and the phone number is wrong. I just put on that five minute timer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, and that's my thing. Like if it like, okay, what, what do you guys think in that scenario? If the person says, I mean, as, as good business, not what would DoorDash want you to do, but just good business. What would you do? You're get, you're given $250 in pizzas. The order says you have to hand it to the person. You're ringing their doorbell. You're, you're knocking on the door. The, the guy's done all this. There's no tip on it. As good business, would you take this order back? Again, if there were no penalties, whatever, it was just your conscious. Would you take this order back to the restaurant or have it canceled or whatever? Or would you just leave it there? Because I guess I'm asking because my question becomes maybe the address was put in wrong. Maybe the phone number hasn't been updated. Maybe this and I, I don't know. But to me, if it says hand it to me and and they're that specific and they ordered that much, the guy ended up just leaving it there. No trouble was caused by that. I'm just asking this question because I'm curious. I, I don't I wouldn't I don't feel like doing that. I, I, I don't I don't I know some people, many people who do that. I don't feel comfortable if it said hand it to me then I'm not going to do leave at the door because then that's where I have now I'm liable to, well, they didn't, didn't I didn't follow the, the directions. So it would be, I probably would have took it back. Um, I definitely wouldn't want it. So it going somewhere, <laughs> I wouldn't take, but it sounds like it sounds like it, like it was some kind of not saying a trick or something, but it seems a little weird and shady though. To order that much food, no one's you're not, no one's responding to you. It was going, like, it seems a little weird. Yeah. What would you guys do? Well, one time we went, we, we had an order, took us to a Home Depot at 11 o'clock at night. <clears throat> and it wasn't for the overnight crew. <laughs> and once we called them, 
Um, um, we, you know, they actually canceled the order and then the customer called us and we took the order to them anyway. It was four or five miles further from the Home Depot. I mean, as far as the right thing to do, I was a customer. I wanted food. I and really somebody think, brought me food. I really think you know? it depends on the situation because I've had it to where like it's an apartment complex and you get to the little thing, the little call box and I call on the call box and no one answers. I call them and no one answers. In that situation, I'm probably going to leave it somewhere outside the apartment complex and take a picture of it because when they finally look at their phone, they can come down and get their food. Yeah. But what about like, what about gate scenario? To get into an apartment complex when like you don't have to be a non-responsive. Well, most of the time you can find somebody going in the gate and yeah, sneaking behind them, but. If it was a whole lot of food, like if I had 200 and something dollars worth of food, I think that's different. I either would take it back or I would at least call support and see what they wanted to do. But So I know you guys travel around a lot. For those of you that don't know, if you are just joining us, uh, DJ and Britt uh, do the on the road thing. They kind of uh, get to travel the country and work in different markets. Um, we always talk about market to market, so I cannot pass up the opportunity while we have you here to have you tell us, like, obviously gas prices change. You go to California, to here, to the East Coast, all the, that kind of stuff. Cost of living isn't in your factor other than like food and stuff, though. What markets are raging or at least really good and which ones have been real bombs, in your opinion? Um, wow. Yeah. Well, um, we tend to come back to Denver because Denver has been one of the best for us. Yeah, Denver's a good gig market. Yeah. We like uh, Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix is good. We like St. Louis. Savannah, Georgia was um, really good. It was really good, um, especially with Instacart, because they have a whole lot of Airbnbs there, and Instacart was crazy down there. So yep. Savannah was good. Um, You're not going to offend anybody, but I just need to know a bad one or two. <laughs> um San Diego. Yeah. San Diego, California was awful. Across the board on the apps. Oh yeah. It was it was Trash. it was very bad. Um we didn't even stay as long as we wanted to because we couldn't make enough money to survive. Wow. And now I don't think all of California is that way. No, that's San the only Diego place that we have been in trash. California so far. Um what was the other uh, one? Mobile, Alabama ain't real good. Atlanta, Georgia. I wouldn't suggest Atlanta, Georgia. Really? No. I wouldn't major, major suggest, market. I wouldn't suggest uh, New Orleans. No, um, and not because of the money. I'm not real sure how the money was there. Um, we got into some neighborhoods and uh, didn't, was bad. didn't real feel real comfortable dashing there. So yeah. I always wondered about New Orleans volume too, because people in New Orleans, even during the pandemic, I know people down there, they like to go out. They don't like to get their food brought in, especially yeah. from the restaurants. They like there's part of it is going to these restaurants. Yeah. So um I know so the that, bars and restaurants are probably doing well, but not necessarily for delivery. Yeah. No. Um you know, so I don't know. I heard you say mobile too. I mean, like I've been to mobile to do laser shows and I got to tell you guys like that city scares me. I've mm -hmm. being from Michigan and having family all over Detroit and stuff. I'm used to a Gotham type town at night and yes, they're reviving Detroit, but down there, there's something weird that happens. I don't, I've never, it looks apocalyptic when you walk outside in downtown, there's like nobody there. There's like no people in mobile wherever they are they're outside of the city because when you're down even on a weekday there's like nobody works down i mean there's just no people it's very it's very strange you see all these high rises you see all these buildings but there's nobody there and i'm not talking about pandemic this is way before the pandemic um 
but yeah, I, I just I never got a vibe for Mobile. I always thought this is a very weird place. So as no far as that, Mobile people, I'm as far as Atlanta. Um, we were there about a week and a half, and we didn't say anything to each other <laughs> because we kept trying to find that pocket. That honey spot, you know? There was a lot of zones, so we're like, well, maybe we're in the wrong zone. Maybe it's this one. We worked worked the whole market. Up and down and left and right. It was no good. And finally, one day, I said, I I think we need to go. And we were chasing chasing Top Dasher for the moment. So one of the things that we have to do is chase top dasher because yeah. we have to have the option to dash now any anywhere we go. Yeah, because if you're going from here to here and you want to stop in these three towns along the way, you have to be able to know you can dash in those towns because yeah. they'll show up and you then you can't. So we ended up we left Atlanta and and, and we went to Macon, Georgia. Which if you don't know Macon, Georgia, it is this little bitty town that looks like half of it's a ghost town. It's this little bitty town that you wouldn't think that you would get anything. And we ended up making like 160 bucks. And it was like, I was shocked. We made more there than we did Atlanta. You you get surprised out there. You show up to places and it doesn't look like you're going to, you can't judge it because you may. But Macon gave us top dash for that month. Yeah. Because it was all really close orders but yeah so it's it's definitely a a journey you never know yeah i mean so i see that uh gig wise tim uh so tim if you didn't hear i know that i caught instacart but what uh, what other apps are you guys working we do um doordash uber eats and instacart and i actually just did our we just did our second delivered today i just we just signed up for that like this last week trying it out in denver yeah, because so, it's new here in Denver. Right? Yeah, so I thought we signed up for that, and we did our second one today. So nice, liking delivered. Did it, did they both go well? They, yeah, they both went went well. Yeah. Um. So I see Cody. I kind of like rephrased my question of what are your three favorite markets. Um. I guess what are you two? Let can I rephrase that? Let me. Let, well, then we'll just put that one to rest. Can what are your mm-hmm. two favorite markets? What's your one worst? Um, Denver and Phoenix would be our favorite. Wow, okay. And our worst favorite, I mean, uh, uh, would it be, or would it be, um, New Orleans? Yeah, I would never do New Orleans again. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Noah Grind. well i mean he was well he's saying the same thing he like he i see a comment here he says uh new orleans can be really good that's for sure potholes are are the deterrent (laughs) if you caught in the beginning that's what they were saying about denver too well because we 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 like st louis too (laughs) but the roads are really really rough there so that's the only negative about st louis so when we are in we were in uh, St. Louis, and, and it was snowing, and the newscast was on, and they were talking about how come the city has all these potholes. <laughs> and they were given reasons behind it, that it snows. The, yeah, they said it's it because of the snow. And the uh, plows come out and scrape the snow and jack up the roads. So that's been kind of a little funny for us. Every time we see a, a pothole anywhere in the country, it must snow here a lot. Yeah. Down in Fort Lauderdale, it snows a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, I see that Dashing Across America said he caught a banger, a $44 banger in Dublin. I don't even know where Dublin, and I know Dublin, Georgia. Yeah. That's by Savannah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. We 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 found we found Savannah by accident and we stayed there six weeks. We just fell in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been through Savannah. You know, again, this when I say these cities, I'd go there for production reasons, but you guys are going there 
on the that's what i find so interesting because like i i have a friend up in idaho who was doing this during the pandemic he had an rv he put his prius in tow and he kind of went state to state and it was during a time during the pandemic when you were getting the bonuses for onboarding people so he would go to places where he knew a person or two who was struggling during the pandemic he would get those people recruited almost and he'd walk them through getting the numbers to get his bonus and then he'd try and get a couple of their friends get them all on the bonus get his bonus and then he'd bounce out and go to the next town great and, idea yeah i mean during the pandemic that was bank because nobody was really willing to do that nobody really wanted to be traveling too much because we were all you know but he was like screw this and he just kind of went out on the road and signed everybody up yeah it did great for well him. we're gonna um we're as soon as the weather cools off a little bit more here it's going to cool off everywhere else you know um but we're looking to go to uh vegas and then out to anaheim um we want to go to uh lake tahoe and then go up and see the sequoias nice and just you know we are we're, we're just running doing everything that we can do as long as we can do it yeah trying to make these memories we're going to start posting so we have a channel but we haven't really built anything for the public uh we've done more so for ourselves to come back and reflect on um with the things that have gone on recent last couple of weeks i think that it's really important for um, someone like ourselves to bring back the, the the basics and the nuts and bolts as to why anybody would even come onto any of these gig gig apps and, and, and try to rekindle the uh, the flame for them to make a difference in their own lives because it, it forget forget all this nasty you know what's going on yeah but there's enough of it yeah it needs to stop yeah it does Tom Kelly <laughs> You're late. Uh, <laughs> actually, I thought I was going to be a few minutes early and then uh, had a little trouble logging in. Then I realized, oh, crap. Wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> I, tell you, um, I thought it was going to be nine, nine o'clock. You guys, uh, I mean, we're wrapping it up here, but uh, yeah. I am Tom and I uh, will be talking in, um, after podcast movement that I did last week. We're going to. We're going to be doing something, so I was kind of hoping to have him in this conversation tonight too. But at least I needed to bring him on because uh, Tom, you and I and I haven't talked in a minute. I know you've been uh, you've been spending time with your with your wife. You've you've had some uh, you had some ups and downs with health um, and some other stuff. But I know that uh, you're moving forward. I know a lot of people here, Tom. There are a lot of people who are bumming about Friday being gone. Driver Nation is a missed show. I got to tell you. <laughs> and Britain, DJ, if you don't know, Tom Kelly and me and, uh, well, and then assorted other people. Gary there at the end did a show called Driver Nation every Friday. Um, he had a radio station down in Houston and uh, we're looking to do some other projects. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. So he's here now to say bye, I guess. <laughs> it was good to see you, Tom. <laughs> And now it's all about Tango 3 Media, truckerspodcast.com, all that kind of good stuff. And uh, it's, it's been an amazing journey. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to bring, and we're going to have to do something with Tom because I was really hoping he'd be on here tonight. Um, but uh, uh, obviously. So nine, I called nine o'clock and it just registered for me. It was nine o'clock central, and not nine o'clock Eastern. So, uh, hi, Tom. <laughs> so these uh tom to this side of me is dj and Britt, and they um they dash around the country and right now they happen to be in denver okay cool so they they live out of their vehicle they they dash out of wherever they are and right now they're in denver they're here for another couple of weeks and uh um yep see tom great to hear your voice again Hey Tom, long time no see. Uh, Tom, I always looked forward to the Friday show. We, everybody misses Tom. Well, good. Well, <laughs> we'll get something um, going again soon. Yeah, 
Yeah. So you guys, uh, I don't know if we, uh, Tom, what you, you real quickly want to talk about anything you're doing here since you just did jump on real quick. You want to talk uh, about I Tango three media? Yeah. If you go look at Tango three media or truckers, po- now take a guess what we do at truckerspodcast.com. <laughs> talk about trucking. <laughs> Oh my God, you're amazing. You're amazing. I had bought that name years ago. And uh, when when we decided we weren't going to do live radio anymore, we still had hundreds and hundreds of hours of programming. It's like, well, we can kind of repurpose this whole thing. And it's been huge. And then on top of that, we've been uh, doing stuff with, uh, we're tied in with a PR guy out of Austin who's tied in with a bunch of bunch of uh, singers throughout Texas and uh, entertainers. And so we're working with them on their social media stuff and uh, also with some trucking companies. And then finally, as you know, in this industry, trucking and transportation industry, stuff happens, right? Derailments, crashes, collapsed bridges, all that kind of stuff. And we often see in this industry where people don't respond properly when a crisis happens. And uh, so we've got a company now that uh, works with companies ahead of time to say when inevitably stuff happens, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to be ready? And um, and it, it's funny, Steve, we've done more sales in the last two weeks than we did in the last three years. Wow. <laughs> so, awesome. Uh, yeah. Hey, man, sometimes, you know, Sometimes the, uh, that, yeah, you and I are going to have a conversation because after podcast movements some things changed on the podcast front for me too, because, and that's after years. I mean, sometimes you just got to go through it and, you know, but at least, at least nobody can bash the, uh, the driver nation show because no matter what Tom and I were always there and it's not like other people bailed, but people came, but, but Tom and I were always there. We pulled off a lot of episodes. We did. Yeah. yeah, we did that good. for a long time. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so we'll be back. We'll, we'll be back with more here shortly. We will. We will. We will. Yeah, for sure. Um, I can see that we're losing our light with DJ and Brett, <laughs> and uh, and we're running up on the hour fifteen. So actually, since we have Tom here, uh, Tom, can you like give us some awesome sign out with your with your radio voice? Uh, gosh, uh, sure. Maybe you could do a driver nation style. You can do it however you want. Yeah, we, we, we just, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we could do something like that. Hold on. Let's do it this way. And I want to thank everybody for coming. Obviously, a little disheveled of a, of a, of a round table, but I think that it was fun. It was really fun having DJ and Britt. I'm glad Tom joined at least because now he's shown his face. Now he can come back. And uh, we can make the comeback and do something. So, all righty, we'll be back again real soon, right here on Rideshare Rodeo. 